about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time. Hello and welcome to this week's program. The name of this program is called All In With The Lord. My name is Art Cardos, and welcome to another week of us discovering together what it means to be all in with the Lord. The spring is coming. The birds are chirping. Is your heart chirping for the Lord? You know, we are in interesting times as you look around. There are many, many opportunities for you to be sad instead of glad to be depressed instead of feeling vibrant and alive. And if you listen to the world, you will get a healthy dose of how to be broke, busted, sick, and disgusted. But the Word of God living in us, what is the purpose of the Word? What was the purpose of Jesus, especially in this week that we celebrate as Jesus goes to the cross, <clears throat> what was the purpose? What was his plan? What was God's plan on this earth to defeat Satan in such a way that you and I would not have to worry about that battle? It was a battle that we couldn't win. It was a battle that could only be won by God Himself, living among us as a human. If God didn't need to live as a human, He could have just taken care of it from His throne. But there's a reason that Jesus had to be born as a human in this earth, and then go to the cross as we celebrate the crucifixion, we should be celebrating the victory that he got for you and I. That's right. A total victory. A total victory over sickness, death, first death, sickness, and poverty. Jesus came to preach and teach the gospel. The gospel, the good news, God isn't mad at you anymore. It's been resolved, and you can live a life that isn't cursed. Remember we talked about the curse that's attached to the breaking of the law that came from original sin, and the curse entered. But praise be to God. The blessing came. Jesus brought the blessing back. And when we accept Jesus, the Christ, as our Lord and Savior, we receive the blessing back. So as we celebrate what took place on that cross, let's not waste what He did. Yes, let's really think about what he did. Let's feel what he did. 
But let's not walk around with our head down. Let's walk around with our head up. And don't be a disgrace to what he did on the cross, but be a testimony to everyone around you that because of what he did on the cross, you and I could live a victorious, prosperous life. And I know a lot of people get scared when I use that word prosperous. But let me tell you something. There is no value or glory in being broke, busted, sick, and disgusted. And Jesus came to set you free from all of that. So let's read here from Deuteronomy 28.2 first. New King James Version. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Are you obeying the voice of the Lord your God? And, of course, you would say, well, I don't know because I... I break the commandments, or I don't keep them all, or I sin. I'm a sinner. I'm an old sinner. Yes, you are an old sinner, saved by grace. Now, we're talking about the cross this week. Don't make what he did on the cross of no value in your life. You're no longer an old sinner. If you accepted Jesus and what he did on that cross then you have been what we call born again. And the old man has passed away. Or if you don't take advantage of what he did on the cross, you just talk about it, but don't act like it's really in your life, then you'll walk around like it never happened, or, not, or, or it didn't happen so that you could have life more abundantly. It just happened. And you missed the whole point. He did something on that cross that you can't do for yourself or couldn't do. Neither could I. Yet he came for that reason. So these blessings shall come upon us and overtake us. Have you ever been overtaken by anything? Were you ever running in a race and somebody overtook you and blew right by you? Or in a car, you're, you're in the left passing lane? and you're, you're not going fast enough, and some other cars behind you hit the inside lane where you're not supposed to pass, and they blow right by you. That's a signal that you're in the wrong lane. <laughs> Get out of the way. That's the way Christians are supposed to be acting with the Word of God. Prior to the Word, prior to the cross, you might have never been able to go faster or to be blessed. But now, with the cross and the Word of God, the blessings should be overtaking you. If they're not, we have to talk about why they're not. Why aren't you being blessed? You don't understand, Art. Things keep happening to me. Every time I think I'm getting out of the hole, man, something comes along. Well, that may be true 
in your life. But there's a reason for that, and you're a big part of it, if not all of it. Not God. You can't blame God. God has done everything. When Jesus went to the cross, he paid the price for all sin to get rid of all curses, to get rid of all debt, to get rid of all sickness. It's all been done. Not going to be. It's been done. But as a believer, what do you believe happened when he went to the cross. My people perish for lack of knowledge. If you don't know that you've been set free from every evil in this present world, if you don't know that God wants you to be overtaken by blessings, if you don't know that God wants you to be healthy, and restored to health, then you don't know what happened on that cross, or you don't know all of the story, just some of it. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Well, where are we going to get that knowledge, Art? Glad you asked. The Word of God, the Bible, the Holy Bible, is the Word of God. God went through, our Creator, God Almighty, went through a lot to get it written down so you and I could read it and learn it and change our lives. Are you doing that? Or are you acting like you do it, but you don't? When we go to church and you celebrate the resurrection, <clears throat> the symbol of the resurrection is being resurrected from the dead, from the sickness, from the poverty. Are you living a resurrected life in Christ, or are you still acting? like he's in the pit of hell being oppressed by demons, because that's what the demons want you to think. That you are still bound to be broke, busted, sick, and disgusted, even though the Prince of Peace, the Prince of the Universe, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, paid the price for you and I to have victory over every circumstance and situation that we come up against. Even though he did that, are you living that? Are you acting like that? Or are you believing, I'm an old sinner. Boy, if you only knew what I've done. <clears throat> well... God knows what you've done, and he forgave it. He blotted it out. He blotted out your transgressions, your sins, your stupidity for his sake, so he could bless you. And how did he choose to do that blessing? Through the cross. <clears throat> Through the cross. Now, we live in an age 
where, and, and especially if you live in this country, in America, where there is absolutely <clears throat> no excuse for not knowing what God's Word says. There's no excuse. You can Google it. It's still not banned. Oh, it might be one day. But you can Google it. You can get on Bible Gateway or one of those, and you can read the Bible. You can, in any version you think is right, because there's those people that fight that too. Always battling. But those that don't even read it? Can you imagine getting to heaven, <clears throat> standing in front of the God who created everything, and he says, boy, and, and oh, better yet, you walk through this living museum where it shows all it took to get that Bible made. And you walk through, you go through that and you go, wow, look what God did. And then you come out the other end and he asks you, did you read it? Did you spend time meditating on it? I did it for you. And it took a long time and people's lives. And I did it for you. What did you do with that that I gave you? How embarrassing will that be? To be in this museum where you know that God made this all not only possible, but he had it all planned. And then you were here on earth in a free country with free time, but you'd rather turn on the news. You'd rather turn on the networks, the goofy stuff. Listen, there is no excuse for not knowing God's Word unless you don't know God and you don't know that His Word is important. Then you're like the heathen. They just don't know. They're living a life of ignorance. That's right. There's only one truth, one word, one Jesus, one God. Not two, not ten, not your opinion. We don't care what your opinion is. Get it from the word. And don't tell me what some other preacher said. Oh, but you should have heard what this guy said. And you should have heard what that guy said. Doesn't matter. Did you go to the Word and get the truth? Because the truth will set you free. And you won't run around judging others. You'll work on judging yourself and getting the splinter out. Well, it's getting the plank out of your own eye instead of trying to get the splinter out of your neighbors. Stop judging others. Okay. Deuteronomy, I read it. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord. Where will you hear his voice? Two places. In the word and in your spirit, if you're born again. God's voice can speak and will speak to you internally, not audibly, but your soul your spirit can communicate with the Holy Spirit of God and get information 
on what to do next. If you don't know what to do, the Lord will tell you. And you shall be overtaken by blessings. If you're not, why not? Now let's go to Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus the Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Well, Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be God the Father. We bless God. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Are you feeling blessed with every spiritual blessing? If not, why not? If not, why not? Don't blame God. You and I have to change. God is never going to change. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So if God wants you to be overtaken for, with blessings, and if God wants to bless you with every spiritual blessing, if, that, if you can accept that, stop asking for small stuff. Stop asking for just enough to get by. Stop asking for small stuff. In the world, we all have heard and should know that there's cause and effect. Cause and effect means that everything starts from a cause and then has an effect. So it starts somewhere and manifests cause and effect. When you get your information about how to live life from the world, from your relatives, from well-meaning friends or street buddies, your cause is going to have an effect. And your life may not have the effect that you want. But if you want to change the effect, you've got to change the cause. Where do you get your information? Maybe you even attend a church where they don't preach the word alive. They just preach a dead word or just go through a routine where it doesn't teach you how to live according to God's word. I find that hard to believe, though, because there's a, every church, even if they're preaching a, a watered-down version, is still preaching the Word, and the Word never returns void. So if they're preaching the Word, even if it's watered down, some effect is going to take place. And you will come to a point in time where you will have to dig into the Word of God, the Bible, to see if what they're saying is true, so that it can be alive in your life. Here in Proverbs 4.20, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. I'm going to read it again. 
My son, give attention to my words. To whose words? God's words. Where are you going to hear God's words? Somebody's got to say it. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. So, give attention to my words. Turn off the TV. Will you turn off the radio? Unless you're listening to God's words. And turn on God's words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Joshua 1.8 The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. That doesn't leave much time for TV. And that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, then, you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. I'm going to read that again and point something out. Joshua 1.8 The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. In other words, we should be talking about it all day long. But you shall meditate in it day and night. So that's what we're supposed to do with our time. Meditate in God's Word day and night. That you may observe to do all that is written in it that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. And here's the last line. Listen carefully. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. Who's going to make your way prosperous? God? That's not what it says. I'm going to read it again. For then you, if you put God's word in, You will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. You are going to do it, not God. His word in you will be the cause for the effect. His word in you will cause a manifestation of something. And if his word is not in you, and you're not meditating on it day and night, don't blame God for your life. You haven't made your way prosperous. You, you, you. I know everybody's waiting on God. And you know what he's waiting on? You. He went to the cross for you. He went to the cross so that you and I could have life and have it more abundantly. So what shall we do about that? Well, let's read on. Isaiah 65, 16. So that he who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. And he who swears in the earth shall swear by the God of truth. Because the former 
troubles are forgotten, and because they are hidden from my eyes. You have trouble? You want to know how to forget those troubles? Here is a formula. Bless yourself. How do you do that? Read God's blessings over yourself. Speak God's blessings over yourself. Jesus went to the cross. We're celebrating what we call Easter. Resurrection Day. He went to the cross so that you don't have to. So that you don't have to have anything to do with paying the price for sin. You have been redeemed from the curse that's attached to the breaking of the law. You have been redeemed from the curse. When you speak words over yourself like, this is always happening to me. Why are things not working out? By blah, 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 blah. And you, you're cursing yourself. You are setting the cause which brings an effect. Your words are the words that are causing an effect. The manifestation of your words are coming to pass. So bless yourself. He who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. <clears throat> That's how you bless yourself. You get God's word and read it, the good stuff, over yourself. God's word is the cause. The manifestation of your life is the effect. Bless yourself. How do you do that? Read God's Word over yourself. And if you don't know where to find God's Word, it's in the Bible. But you have to go get God's Word. Bless yourself. Bless yourself. When is the last? And that's not bless yourself as in the Catholic Church. Yes, that is a good start. I'm in there blessing myself. But what are you saying? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What? What? I am blessed, not cursed. I am blessed. And then they even have holy water. So you can, you can seal the deal. Blessed water caused the blessing. Do you know that you do that if you go to the, a church that does that? Are you blessing yourself? Do you think through, I'm now blessed, not cursed? I don't think people do. It's an automatic, routine thing. And they go home and turn on the news. What's blessed about that? Let's start thinking. Born again. Be born again. I don't care what faith you belong to. Wake up. Get God's Word. Be and act victorious as a born-again believer. Because Jesus went to the cross, died, descended into hell, defeated every demon, rose from the dead, and handed you the keys to the kingdom to have victory 
over every circumstance and situation today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. Don't act broke, busted, sick, and disgusted. Act born again, alive in Christ. Be blessed. Read the blessing over yourself. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Bring your blessing back right after these messages. Don't go away. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. Broadcasting live from historic West Norriton Township. This is AM 1180. AM 1180. WFYL. King of Prussia. Philadelphia. It's about time. It's about space. It's about saving the human race. It's about hate. It's about love. It's about everything above. It's about war. It's about peace. It's about changing history. It's about you. It's about me. It's about time. And we're back. <clears throat> and I hope <clears throat> you brought your blessing back with you so we don't have to start all over again to convince you that Jesus went to the cross so you could be out from under the curse. <clears throat> it's amazing to me. You know, people go to church, and the ones that don't even go all year show up on Easter and Christmas, but <clears throat> they'll show up. God, thank you know, good that they do. But they, they, you know, want to make sure there's plenty of candy and treats. Why is that? Because that's a way to show blessings. God wants to bless you. You want to bless your children. You don't want to be under the curse. And that's the, the way it was prior to Jesus, that there was a curse because of Adam's sin, and because of that sin, the curse was in the land, and more people believed the curse than they did. They had no way to believe for the blessing. But you have a way. His name is Jesus. Understand what it means. Jesus, the Christ, who came, lived, died, went to hell, beat Satan, delivered you from the curse. That it's attached to the breaking of the law so that you could live life more abundantly. Are you doing that? No, you don't understand. Stop crying and start living. Get the word out of the book. Put it into your mind, into your heart. Speak it out of your mouth. Turn off the news. Turn off the gospel of death. And put on the new you, the gospel of life through Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Am I in too intense on this? Am I? Can you be too intense? I don't know. Let me read Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth as a witness today against you. That I have set before you, you, that word you, 
I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both you and your descendants may live. Now, wait a minute here. What is he saying? This is not just about you. It's affecting your descendants. Why is that? Because if they see you broke, busted, sick, disgusted, cursing God, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to grow up in the same environment that you're in. And out of their mouth will come the same words that you said. They won't even know why. And the same cause and the same effect will manifest in their life. All because of you. The word you is pretty predominant. You choose life. I'll read it again. Deuteronomy 30.19 I call heaven, all of heaven, the vast expanse of God's universe, and all of, the, all of earth as witnesses. There are all the witnesses that know what we're talking about here is absolute. So who, who what are you going to do? Tell them they're all wrong? Today, against you, I call all of heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I, God, have set before you life and death. Before you. I'm not doing it to you, God says. I said it before you. You are the God of your own destiny. You have the God of your own little world. You're a little God. I made you in my image and likeness. Choose blessings. You know? Not cursing. Choose life. That both you and your descendants. So it's not just about what's going to happen to you. You're really determining the future of your descendants. That's a heavy thing. That's very powerful. When you get to the, the throne of God and judgment takes place, and he says, look at what happened to your children and their children because of you. How selfish can you be? Psalm 2, verse 8. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. Remember earlier I said, stop asking for little stuff? Psalm 2.8, Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You say, I don't own a home. I don't own any land. Why not? I don't have the money, Art. I don't have the wherewithal. You don't understand. I, I, you don't know my situation. No, I don't. But I know God's. He said, ask of me. Have you asked? Number one. If you haven't asked, you don't even, you're not even on the board. And if you're not on the board, you can sit there all day and tell everybody in the world how my how woe woe is your life, but you haven't done the number one thing, ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and all and the ends of the earth for your possession. Ask. We should be asking for America back and get all these 
people who think they know what's best for us out of there. But we have to ask for it. I ask for it every day. Are you asking for it? Are you asking for it? Father, I'm asking you to deliver this country back to those who are believers in the Christ so that they may make it prosperous for all of us to live in perfect harmony and love, regardless of race, color, creed, whatever. That's the way it's supposed to be. And as Christians, have you asked? Matthew 18, 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything, that they ask, it shall be done by for them by my Father in heaven. Jesus said his Father, who sent him, is waiting for you, again, you, to ask. Not beg, but ask the Father on a one-to-one. Father, Sir, Abba, Daddy, I'm asking you to deliver me from the evil that I have in my life, from the poverty that I have in my life, from the sickness that I had in my life. I'm asking you, sir, reporting for duty, sir, I am going to meditate on your word and turn off and stop meditating on the word of the world. I'm asking you, sir, and you said here in Matthew 18, 19, that when two or more agree on this earth, well, I'm a one, I'm going to get a number two, I'm going to get a two, and we're going to agree for what I want concerning anything that they ask. Anything. He's not even putting rules on it. It will be done for them by my Father, and it will be done. What? part of Jesus's life, where are you going to call him a liar? You say, well, it didn't work for me, Art. I prayed. Did you really? Did you really? What, for 10 seconds? A minute? An hour? Jesus got upset with his apostles when they couldn't stay up one night with him and pray. Are you praying? Are you begging or praying? This does not say, let me, let me read this again. If two of you beg on earth, if you beg on earth, concern, no, it doesn't say that. If you agree on earth concerning anything that you beg for, no, that you ask, it will be done by my Father in heaven. God has no longer made you a beggar, but a, 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 a person who is able to have a conversation with the God who created it all and ask him to assist you in getting something, knowing that the answer is already yes. How would it be when you were a kid if you went to your parents for you wanted something and you knew the answer was always yes? That's who our Father is. The answer is yes and amen. Not anything other. But what if I want something bad, Art? You wouldn't. Not if you love the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul because you wouldn't want something bad. But isn't it wrong to ask for more money to have, you know, um, uh, you know, um, money that is the root of all evil? No, it's not. The love of money is the root of all evil, and people commit that with ten dollars, 
What a hundred dollars. I'm not going to share that. That's my hundred dollars. That's the love of money. You're not sure it's ever going to get replaced. The love of money is when you invest in something and you think that that investment is going to take care of you the rest of your life. And God tells you, I want you to take a certain amount of money out of there and do something with it that I've instructed you to do. And you say, but Lord, I will lose that interest. That's the love of money. Loving money more than trusting God's word is the love of money is the root of all evil. That's the root. But if you trust the Lord, you take out what he said, do what he said, he'll give you more to put back. And you will have done two things. You will have used the money as a servant to do the Lord's work. And all money, in my opinion, all my money, all our money, is to serve the Lord. He allows us to keep some because we need it to live life. But if you look at it from that perspective, why wouldn't you pray for an extra $100,000 or an extra million? If you knew that 90% of it in your heart you want to give away, why wouldn't you do that? Are you that lazy? I already got a million, Art. Great. Then get it, give it away. Or get another million and give it away. I got 100,000. Great. You're very secure. How happy we are for you. Get another 100,000. Sow it. Give it. I have 50,000. Get another one. Sow it. I have 10,000. That's all I got, Art. My name. Or 5,000. Or I got no thousand. Take what you have. Don't commit the sin of, of, you know, money being the root of all evil. Don't commit that sin. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. So each time, you know, part of that is cursing yourself. Don't curse yourself. Do not curse yourself. Do not curse yourself. Do not curse yourself. What do I mean by that? By living a life of selfishness, pride, ego, vanity, turning on the news, listening to everybody around you and never going to the Word of God, you're under the curse. You're under the curse that came on the earth when Adam turned it over to Lucifer. Jesus died on the cross, and we're celebrating that now. Celebrate it every day. But he died on the cross so that you could have life and have it more abundantly and be out from under the curse. Done with forever. The curse is done, except for those who don't believe that Jesus' death on the cross was enough to deliver them, for us, you, from every evil of, the, of this present world. Don't curse yourself. When you use God's Word to get something, Every time you take God's word and stand on it and refuse to quit until you get the answer to that prayer, stand there confident, bold, declaring God's word never returns void, and I'm waiting for it right now. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Every time you take something and get it, you have to take it. That's how it works. It doesn't fall on your head. You're overtaken by it. 
but you got to take it once it gets there. You get promoted to a next level. The thing you couldn't believe for, now you can believe for easier because you did it once. And now you can do it again. So if you have that million, it's easier for you to get it again. If you have 100,000, it's easier for you to get it again. If you were sick and had a fourth stage disease and it, you're delivered from it, it's easier for you to get delivered again. Why? Because you know that you know that you know how to get it, that you can. You're always promoted, breakthroughs. You're breaking through what you believe. You're having breakthroughs. When I talked about if you have the money, get it again and give, giving triggers the blessing. Holding on to what you have with both hands clutched because I can't let go of that stock. It's making me too much interest. Now you've made the stock or the money the God. Not that you shouldn't plan ahead, but one thing I'll tell you, if you have money invested in stocks and the companies you're invested in are using their money against God's will in this earth, then you're funding the enemy. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you have. You are now working in collaboration with the enemy. But I don't know how they invest it. Well, you should find out. That's right. There's websites where you can find that out. Christian investing. And you can find out. Matter of fact, I'll tell you one. ChristCenteredCapital.com And they put out a weekly report on which companies you should not be investing in, even if you're making money. But Lord, they're making me so much money. Money is the root of all evil to a person who thinks like that. You want to fund Satan's kingdom? You want to fund people that are coming against the values and morals of God's word and knowingly do that now that I've told you about it? Don't talk to me about somebody that is prospering. You're the one, you, that's holding on with both hands greedily, thinking that, why well, am I never get another chance like this to make this kind of money? Well, it's not about money. God will bring you what you need. It's about serving Him, not manna. You can't do both. So, giving triggers the blessing. Am I saying to give it all away? Well... If you've got a mind to do it, the Lord will tell you to do it, but most people won't. But let's start by giving 10%, and let's start by giving maybe 20%, or maybe 30%, or maybe 40 or 50%. What would that be like to have enough money coming in that you could live off 50% of it while the other 50 is going into God's work and you make sure you're not funding the enemy? Boy, is this good stuff or what? Proverbs 22.9. He who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives of his bread to the poor. What is a generous eye? Always looking to bless. Going into a restaurant, knowing that you might be leaving a tip that's more than the bill, especially if you're by yourself. What if your bill is 12 bucks for breakfast or whatever, and you leave a tip for 20? That's giving. A generous eye, because you looked at the waitress or waiter and said, boy, you know, they're working hard for what they get. 
And when you hand that tip over and they look at you like, did you make a mistake? And you go, no, be blessed. Be blessed. Go prepared to bless people. Have a, a generous eye. An eye that's always looking for how to bless someone. And it may not be with money. It may be with a kind word. It may be with a smile. How you doing today? Boy, thank you for doing such a great job when you did the landscaping on my house. Or thank you for the way you took care of me when, I, when you checked me out. You really did a great job. Thank you. You smiled. Bless people. Be a blessing. Have a generous eye. Give bread to the poor. If you're sitting there with all your high and mighty stocks and retirement fund, and there's people all around you that don't have bread to eat, my friend, you're going to give account to the Lord for why your eyes were not open to that. But Art, I'm saving up for that. I, I want to buy another Corvette. Yeah, that's fine. I want you to have it. But God will bless you with that car. Bless the people. Find people who need to be fed. Give them some money. You can have both. Matter of fact, the more you give, the more it will come back. Pressed down, shaken together, and flowing over. This is what the cross is all about. As you celebrate Easter, as you celebrate Resurrection Day, what's going on in your mind? Oh, I'm so thankful that he died for my sins. Yes! Now do something with it. Don't waste it. Don't waste what Jesus did. He handed you, and I, the keys to the kingdom, that you could have life and have it more abundantly. Malachi 3.10 Bring all your tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me in this, says the Lord, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, such a blessing, that there will not be room enough to receive it. If you're telling me that your life is not blessed, I'm going to ask you, are you giving 10% of what you are, what comes in, out again. If you're not, there's your major main reason right there. Bring in all the tithes, 10%. The tithes are 10%. That's all he's asking for. You'll want to give more once you see this law in operation. 10% to the storehouse. Where's the storehouse? It's unseen, invisible bank. That there may be food in my house, or the, or the church you go to, and try me. God is saying, try me, test me. In this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of... Are you thinking that by storing up that money in stocks and savings, you're going to have plenty? I'm telling you that God is saying, He's saying, if we don't test Him, He can't open that window. He wants to open the window and pour you out a blessing, such a blessing that there will not be room enough. You want that other car, whatever it is, and you give, 
you better get a bigger garage because you're not going to have room enough for all God wants to give you. There was a time when a few of my friends and I got together, fixed up a car, gave it to a family to get them off of welfare so they could get back into the mainstream and take care of their family. The news picked it up, and it went on TV that we did that. It's a long story. But out of that, over 500 cars were donated back. I saw the titles for 500 cars out of one seed. Don't tell me it doesn't work. You might lie to yourself and say, well, I can't trust that. Really? God will pour out a blessing that you cannot contain, pressed down, shaken together, and flowing over. That's what he wants to do. Give your bread to the poor. Give it to them and watch what God does. Well, as always, we're out of time. And when God sends you into something, that's the way I look at it. When God sends me somewhere, today I'm here, I'm on the radio. If he sends me into a situation, it's because he wants to bless somebody else. Don't go in thinking, what do I get? Go in thinking, what do I give? God is sending you. He's sending me into the earth to bless others. I'm so excited about that. Am I praying for an extra 100000 You better believe it. And I'm receiving it this day. Why? Because every single dime of it is going into the kingdom of God. What's wrong with that, my friend? Don't be afraid. Don't have fear. Go with the love of God, the peace of God, and do the work of God and receive the blessings that God has in store for you. He wants you to be blessed. He wants your family and your descendants to be blessed. And he wants all of us to know what it means when he went to the cross. He went to the cross for you to choose life, not death, to have victory, not failure, and to show others how to do it and bless them. So go into the world this week and see how many you can bless. We'll see you next week on All In. It's about time, it's about space, it's about saving the human race. It's about hate, it's about love, it's about everything above. It's about war, it's about peace, it's about changing history. It's about you, it's about me, it's about time.